Hola! Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Today, it's just me. It's me and you having a little conversation before we get to a very special guest who is going to be a part of the show today. So, first of all, I want to thank you all for listening and continuing with the show. I mean, you guys make this possible for me, so I appreciate that. And I also want to say, if you'd like to connect with me or any part of the show, or also the guest that I feature in the show, feel free to reach out to me at lifestyleofagayblackboy at gmail.com or, oh, actually, that's not my email. Lifestyleofagayblackboy, type that into the socials. The email is lifestylegbb at gmail.com. I have said that over a hundred times and I should know that by now, but... Today, I wanted to talk to y'all about something that I think is very important and I think is something that I have forgotten along the way with certain parts of my life and I'm rediscovering them all over again. And that's perseverance and accepting the changes. At this point in my life, all of it depends on me and how much effort I put in. You know, as a kid, I had the excuses of, well, this is my family, this is my parents. In my middle age, it's kind of like, well, you know what? I'm exploring and it's just wild life, me being wild and not thinking of the end results of what I do. And now at this point that I've reached my 30s, almost at mid 30s, it's kind of weird to say, but I realized that I have to persevere through the things that I don't like to get to where I want to be sometimes. And I also have to persevere and make sure that I'm not forgetting the people who are doing these fights with me. I don't know why I thought of this today. It was something that just kind of hit me. But I look at situations that I'm experiencing right now. I've gone through a major shift along with the rest of the world, especially with Kovisha and all the things out there that she wants to do. But I started a new career. I left a job that I always wanted to get. That was my dream job to work with people treating and preventing, preventing HIV. That was my dream job. It was something I loved. I wanted to keep doing, but it wasn't in the cards for me to keep doing that. And lo and behold, in the sheer midst of the pandemic, I started a whole new position. I started a whole new path. And it's been so much fun, stress, fear, and excitement all at the same time. Every day when I get up for work, I feel happy and I feel good to know that I'm going to a good environment to continue building a career that I never thought I would have. And also at the same time, to make friendships and connections and meet people that I don't think I would have ever had the chance to meet. And that I also didn't think I would ever be in the same social circle to ever meet them. It's such a beautiful feeling. It's such a great thing that I just wanted to share it. I don't know why it's been on my heart today, but it has been on my heart. And it's been something that I've just been resonating with. And it's really making me feel good. You know, part of the journey, and I've said it before, you know, check out the previous episodes of Lifestyle to see. But part of the journey is enjoying every part of the experience or hating the experience. 
but giving yourself time to experience the experience. You know, a lot of times in life, what happens is we experience something stressful, we experience something annoying, we experience something that really doesn't make us feel positive or in a way that we want to feel. And our instinct is to go the other way. Cut the fear out of it. Get whatever that is out. Fuck those feelings. I don't want to feel it. I'm not here for it. But sometimes we need to experience those feelings. Sometimes you just need to sit back. Don't judge the feeling that you're feeling. If you're feeling fear or stress, don't judge it. Don't be mad at it. Don't try to fix it right away. Sometimes you just need to sit back, analyze. Where does this feeling come from? Why is this stress or fear or anger or frustration or even excitement? Why am I feeling this? Why am I feeling it? And how does it feel to just let it resonate for a minute? without thinking of a solution, without trying to get away from it, without cutting it off. How is this making me feel? Take a minute. I do that sometimes because I feel like as a person, I mean, just in general, our feelings deserve to be heard at a moment before we start to rationalize the way to stop them, fix them, or change them. So that's just a little bit of a happy rant I wanted to give y'all leave you with this week because I'm going to fanboy for a minute. I got the chance to speak to somebody that I have held with high regard for quite a long time. And you guys are going to listen to that conversation. If you are familiar and one will start with gay porn and the porn industry, One model who worked tirelessly for long times, his name was Bobby Blake. That was his screen name as an adult entertainer. And his real name is Edgar. I had a chance to speak with Edgar and touch base on a lot of different spaces I never thought I would have. Now, I'm not going to spoil any part of the interview, so I'm going to let you listen to it. But I hope you enjoy it. And Edgar, I can't thank you enough for being on the show, taking time out of your day to talk to me. And you really fulfilled a gay black boy's dream here to speak with a man who, one, I idolized crazily because to this day, that man is still fine. But on the other side of it, I also got to know the man behind the moniker and he's even more amazing. He's even better than I thought he would have ever been. So I'm going to go ahead and step out the room, y'all, give you a little chance to enjoy this, get maybe a little cup of tea, a crumpet, or whatever people eat with tea, and enjoy. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Edgar Gaines is the guest today, and I will talk to y'all next weekend. Thank you for being here. And to start off, I would like for you to introduce yourself to my listeners and give us a little bit of knowledge about choir. Well, I am former porn star. I've been out of porn over 30, about over 32 years now. I did porn when VHS was off. So I've been out of that business over 37 years. Um, 
I enjoyed it. Uh, it allowed me to meet interesting people and travel around the world. Um, where I'm at today, I'm a business owner. I, I reside in Atlanta. I'm an overseer in the church. Uh, I am a consultant with one of the world's largest funds. Uh, so I've made somewhat of a amazing, I guess, transition, if one would say. Um, but life has been good. Um, my company, we try to give back to the community um, by making different donations to charities and things like that. Those are some things that I enjoy doing. And um, I think one of the main reasons why uh, is because I like to give back. And of course, if you would allow me not to be going back and forth, but as I stated earlier, uh, during my time in porn, there was VHS, but today the different time when individuals have their own pages. And so, so many of those young brothers uh, reach out to me. I have many different questions and I try to instill with them, within them rather, uh, things that I learned along the way. And uh, I try to get into their mind and um, I let people make their own decision, but my desire is that they go to school and get an education and I'll get a trade and don't rely upon uh, porn itself. And um, I give them the positive and I give them the long range negative effect of doing porn. And so um, here I am on this afternoon, dialogue with you. Uh, I guess we'll hit on many, many different topics uh, as we go farther into this conversation. Yes, we will. Now, I wanna ask you, since we did start off and you talked about your life being in the porn industry and working through that, now in 2022 and well before this, a lot of things have changed when it comes to one, the stigma of working in porn, but also two, the safety concerns for sexual health. Is there any advice you would give anybody out there who is considering or possibly already working in the industry? Well, when I came up, when I was doing porn, um, it was a mandate, it was a law that you be tested. Mm -hmm. And if I did two or three movies, then I had to be tested each time uh, before I did uh, those movies. But today, of course, everybody's on their own and bareback seems to be the order of the day. And, you know, people will always say, you know, I'm making prep and you don't have to worry about this and have to worry about that. But I'm one to believe that uh, being cautious should be the order of the day. Uh, so I encourage, you know, each individual that they be cautious, be careful. Uh, don't get caught up in the moment and 
until you have a regretful moment, you know. Uh, and so once you're diagnosed being HIV positive, then there's no turning back. Something you, have to, something you have to deal with. And sure enough, um, in the medical, from a medical aspect, we have come a long way from AZT to the medicine that we have today. Uh, but HIV and AIDS is still existing. And I believe that you still can have fun and enjoy sex um, with a condom. Yes. and be creative. Uh, so I, I still think you can have fun. I definitely agree with you there. Myself, my listeners are aware, and also I'll talk to you about it. I found out I was HIV positive when I was 16 years old, and I'm at 17 years now living a positive life. So there is that for some people who I know are out there that HIV is still big and prevalent. And then some people look at it as it's a lot less deadly and more manageable. Even with the advancements in medication and treatment and prevention, it's always good to hear a voice say, hey, a condom's a great thing to use as well. Um, now, when it comes to somebody having a discussion like that, let's say they are going to get into the industry and they're put in a situation where condoms may not even be there or available to use. Do you have any jumping off points or any conversational topics that that person could say, hey, this is well, as we look at it today, it's not such a thing as the industry. Because everybody is doing their own thing, their own page. There is no rules and regulations, no policies in place, uh, no guidelines. It is just a open playing field. You do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, you know. And so I've come to understand you can only open up and, you know, share your experience and give your opinion. And it's up to that individual to make up in their mind the route in which they will take. Awesome. Now, with that being said, because I specifically wanted to speak to you because the way you speak, the way you explain things and the conviction behind your voice, it's enthralling. It's something that can be infectious to other people. Is this something that you developed through your life in the porn industry? Is this always been something that's always been in you? It's something that has always been on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, as I talked about it in my book, uh, when I first started saying mom, it was to my foster mother and how my foster mother loved me. And I didn't even know she was my foster mother and how she cared for me. And even in her passing, how she left me the property and everything and um, how people were very supportive, uh, family members and everything. And so I, and, and she had other kids who, you know, she could very well have given um, the property and everything too, but she loved me enough uh, as her very own uh, to do just that. And so I realized uh, she didn't have to do that. And, and, and so 
I have this burning desire to give back to the community. And, you know, whether it's financially, whether it's time, uh, I counsel so many different people from different aspects, not just those who are doing porn or desire to do porn, but different ones who hold uh, positions in the uh, religious uh, uh, community and who are struggling with their sexuality and uh, who are married and got married for all the wrong reasons. And I've, I've said this so many times. And so I don't come across in a judgmental manner, but with an open mind, mm-hmm. you know, and listen, sometimes it's just, um, you just listening to them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not just them, but I know a lot of celebrities as well. So uh, I dialogue with them. So I thank God for the journey, for the process. And the process was not always a joyous process. Don't get me wrong. There have been times in this process where I've had to drink tears for water and, and just like John and, uh, on the island of Potamus to be feeling alone, you know, but yet knowing God's presence is there and, and not understanding. And, and, and so I had to go through this process and, and here I am, uh, the purpose of the process in which I had to go through is now being revealed. God was preparing me for such a time as this. Awesome. I'm very happy to mention the journey because today's episode is a lot about the journey of life, what we're going through. I mean, as a world, things have changed because of the pandemic and some people's journey took a different route than maybe they would have thought it would have in the beginning. Can you explain for my listeners what you mean by when you say the journey of where we're going to, so they can get your understanding of it. Your journey may not be my journey. My journey may not be your journey. Let me say this. And I have to be real and open and honest. I've not always been where I am today for having an open mind. There was a time when I was somewhat judgmental. I will talk about those that were on drugs. Look at that crack here, look at that drug there. And I had to go into the hospital. I recall, and I had surgery. And they gave me this, it was an IV, they gave me the general, so whatever it was, but they shot it in my IV and it burned. But baby, after that, whoo, the peace that I had. You're talking about peace. There was no danger in the water. <laughs> really? Peace. <laughs> and so I started lying just to get that shot. And out of nowhere, boom. The Lord said, now you see, now you understand. This individual, more than likely, was in a time in their life when they were down and somebody offered them some drugs and they got hooked up. Here you are in the hospital, had surgery 
taking a shot that is to relieve you from pain. And you lie now to get another shot. And so, again, this was a part of my process, a small but it paid a very important part of the process. It allowed me to become more open-minded and non-judgmental. And so, yes, my journey may be different than your journey. And I've learned that during this journey process, you will have some embracements, some rejections, you will have to share tears. But I have also learned that in understanding this is only a process, it's not gonna last forever, is that you have to continue in a spirit of praise, thanking God even for your tears that you share, even for the rejection, even for the discipline, moments, even for those who we entrusted uh, with the scarce precincts of our lives and they some kind of way hurt us and even in relationship where we gave our all and it seemed like in the process of giving our all that uh, they hurt us. Even in giving our bodies to someone who knew that they were HIV positive and didn't even tell us, didn't even give us an opportunity to make a decision, yes or no. We have to learn how to praise God because all of these things is a part of the process and the purpose is to be revealed. Can I share this real briefly? Yes, please. When a woman is carrying a child, during the process of carrying that baby, she goes through some difficult moments. There are times when she has to go to the doctor, tired, and having some issues. But that's a part of the process of carrying that child. But when that child is born, the purpose of the process is revealed. If you want to obtain something, stop complaining. But do like the Lord did on the cross. Lord, if you will, Father, just give me the strength drink from this bitter cup. Don't take it away, but just give me the strength to endure because I know it's not going to last all the way. It's just a part of my process. It's going to make me stronger. That is, that speaks deep to me. So thank you for sharing that. That really does. I want to ask you, when it comes to your journey and your process, was there a moment in your life where you decided to transition from your work in the porn industry to specifically focusing more on church, becoming a pastor? 
grew up in the church. Um, church all my life. Even when I was doing porn, I did not stop attending church. You have to understand that my relationship has never been with the pastor or with the church. I attended the church, but my relationship is personal with God. And in heaven, that mindset, I did not allow what others had to say that might have been negative to affect my relationship that I have with God. Not to justify anything, but understanding that my relationship is personal. And the moment you allow other people to get into your personal space, to invade in your personal relationship, then there's a lot of confusion and a lot of troublings a lot of animosity, a lot of division, a lot of poisoning of the mind. And so, as I stated, I never stopped going to church. The word was still on the inside. And I, I have to summon it up like this, like the prodigal son. The prodigal son was reared up in a what we call a Christian. We hear about the father, but we don't hear about the mother. And so he decided he wanted what he, what was due to him. And so the father didn't offer. He gave him his herd and allow him to go out to what we call the far country. Now, and I'm not trying to preach, but in reading that, one would think that he went from one state to another state, from one country to another country. Not necessarily so, because the far country can be the state of being, the mindset. I'm talking to you, and you're talking to me. But your mind can be in the far country. There are people who come to church and uh, attend meetings, and, and the topic can be about one thing when their mind is in the far country. So, But here this young man had gotten his parents and went out to the far country and did all he wanted to do. Party, had fun, and laid and played, and puff and puff and cussed. And when he ran out, the Bible said he came to him. And so he decided to return to his father's home. 
And what brought him back was that he still had the word on the inside. And when you have the word of God on the inside, the word will convict you and correct you when you do wrong. True. It certainly will. Now, I was actually going to prodigal son because I noticed you make a lot of references to the prodigal son in your book but then also the journey itself and I'll use myself for example as a young black man who identifies as gay it is kind of hard sometimes for us to exist in a church environment without feeling pressured or singled out at times and thank God he put somebody in my way to help me get back on track and understand that I'm here for Jesus and God for the people who attend the church but is there any words of encouragement or anything you would say to somebody who is in that position as a young black man woman or however you identify in the church who is afraid because they may be queer i want to say this to that man that woman that boy that girl that god loves you you are his creation Created in his own image. Don't allow what others may say affect you. Affect your thought process of how you feel about yourself. Those same individuals who are trying to send you to hell and tell you that you're unworthy. They're no better than anybody else. They have to go through the same process. And if you notice, as I stated earlier, and I talked about my relationship with not with the pastor or the church, but it's with God. And so I encourage you to develop a personal relationship with God. David had a personal relationship with God. He put a man, a woman's husband, on the front line to be killed. He was not perfect. He was not upright. But he had a personal relationship and he did not allow anybody to interrupt that personal relationship that he had with God. He's saying, I know I quote the scripture, but he said in the 23rd number song, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me. And the Lord is your shepherd. God is your provider. He is your protector. And just like I'm talking to you, you talk to God. You tell God, you said that you came, that I have life and have it more abundantly. It's your desire that I prosper and being good health is not my word, but it's your word. And I'm holding you, I'm holding you accountable to your word because the Bible said that your words cannot come back forward. And so I encourage every boy, every girl, every man, every woman, they straight tribe back. I encourage you to love yourself and to develop a personal relationship with God. Powerful. 
that is very powerful. You're encouraging me. I appreciate you for sharing with me and being here today. And another thing that I did want to talk to you about with your involvement, I've also noticed on your social media as part of your business, you do teach a lot of security and help people make sure their church environment is safe. Can you tell us where that started from? Well, I've been in the field of security over 37 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a bachelor's and master's degree in criminal justice. Uh, I own a training facility here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a state certified instructor uh, with the arm and unarmed. And so what I try to do is give the best training that one could receive. In the state of Georgia, as an unarmed officer, it is a requirement that you have what we call the 24-hour certification. It is a three-day course, eight hours a day, that teach you about criminal and civil, uh, the authority of a security officer, and different aspects of security. Now, the arm is a two-day class uh, that teach you a little bit more uh, than the uh, 24-hour. Now, and it also includes going to the range, and you have to score at least an 80 at the range. Now, in order for you to be an armed security guard, you have to have the 24 plus the 16-hour course here in the state of Georgia. So um, something that I've been in for a long time, I enjoy. Uh, I am 64 years old and I will be 65 in August. Uh, I'm gonna retire overall, I'm just gonna retire. I am now a consultant for the world's largest firm and uh, I've been enjoying doing that. Um, But I need to spend more time traveling the world and going back to doing the things that I enjoy doing, you know. I've been single for seven years now. It's time for me. It's time time for me to, um, you know, I'm not going to go by myself. My kids come by and they check on me. I love the death, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, since you mentioned that retirement and going to explore the world, do you have places in mind that you already want to go, experiences that you want to get, or is this just going to be as the world comes to you? Well, you know, I, as I stated earlier in this interview, I travel the world, did porn, travel all over the world, all over Europe and Africa. Um, being Bobby Blake has really um, exposed me to a whole lot. Some places I didn't even know existed. Um, I met people in some parts of the world, like, oh, I didn't even know that was on the map, that have been following me for years. And um, that's why every now and then I try to post on social media. I get messages where stated that, you know, you saved my life. I was on the verge of committing suicide. 
Um, so I always try to encourage people uh, to lift them up, to see the best in them. Because in our everyday life, we look on the news and it's always significant news. And sometimes it causes people to go into a period of depression, you know? And so I try to be that light. How to be that encouragement. And, um, you know, just continue to travel. I want to go back to Austria. Uh, I want to go back to Berlin. Um, you know, just enjoy. I do hope you can enjoy the world, enjoy more of your And I would love to talk to you more. I do have a bit of a time limit. But before you go, I ask every guest who comes on the podcast to leave one gem, to drop a gem for everybody who's listening. And that could be something as simple as don't put your ramen noodles in the water where it boils, or it could be something so deep that maybe it affects people's lives massively across the spectrum. So if there is one gem you'd like to leave us with today, what would that be? It is a statement that I have said in the past that the eyes of America is, is upon the face of a dying death. And what I mean by that, that this country with its very own eyes is seeing the fiber of hard work and honestly drift away, die, and more drift away and die community, drift away and die. And we have to wake up and stop pretending and be about rebuilding other than I said, the eyes of America is upon the face of a dying devil. Even voting rights for people of color is on the auction block. Sad, but we're looking at it with our very own eyes. And we've seen people who come forward say things so boldly that you wouldn't say in the past. We're dying and we're watching it and we're seeing it with our own eyes and our homes, our upbringing is no longer as it used to be. It's our children are raising children see here the effect of that. When they come to pride here in Atlanta, it's okay to come and have a good time, but it's always a fight. They have lost a sense of how to come together and enjoy life. Wow. Thank you again for that. I can't say it enough. You are an inspiration to me. My life has gone all around the world. It's so nice to see somebody and speak with somebody 
who has helped me find grounding in my life in some aspects and spectrum. So thank you again for being here. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we head out? And can you also tell them how to find you and your business? Well, I am, um, my business is, in, is located in Decatur, Georgia, um, 3251 Snapfinger Parkway, um, RT Training Solution. Um, if you're interested in any type of uh, security training or gun training, you don't necessarily have to desire to be a security guard, but you might want to be informed on the laws. You know, you might have your uh, gun permit. And so it's important that you be informed on the do's and don'ts, even with your gun permit. So uh, we're there, uh, 3251 Snapfinger Parkway. Not, not only that, but we teach first aid, CPR, and AED. So all of that is a part of the training as well. And I, I want to uh, thank you for the opportunity. Um, and I pray that something was said, uh, uplifting to those that are listening. And I encourage your listeners to be encouraged. And that, that songwriter said, I want to leave this with you. Sometimes you just got to encourage yourself. Say that. <laughs> Say that. That is so true. Maybe you got to encourage yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, my beautiful brother, it is well with my soul. Mm -hmm. It's well with my soul. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to make.